What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D rolls too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jill on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose. And we're here to talk about a weekend where the Bulls just kick some major ass on the West Coast, which does not happen very often. Does not happen very often that we actually get some dubs on the West Coast, but it happened this weekend. And it, the Bulls pulled themselves within two games of 500. Before we get into this one, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating review, because that's cool and tough. If you are on Facebook or Twitter, please go over to the YouTube channel, on Tap Sportsnet YouTube. Subscribe, hit the little bell. Anytime we go live, you'll be notified. We are brought to you by Sports Illustrated Media Group. Goose, it's a pregame today, because the Bulls play in an hour and 15 minutes, and we're doing a pregame because Chai Sports said I was old, which he's not wrong. Well, and and you'll probably be in bed in an hour and thirty minutes. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, the you get up ten o'clock is like two o'clock for you. So, yeah, um, we're we're getting in a pregame show, which is weird. Uh, talked about potentially doing a Sunday fun day yesterday to recap the game Friday and uh, the Sunday game that I was only able to catch parts of while at work. Luckily, my lunch and my last break lined up with the uh, second quarter and the end of the game. So I did get to see uh, most of the highlights. Friday night's game, uh, we played Bulls legend Ryan Archie Diacono, and uh, we pretty much got to get a look at what a featured offense around your boy Shaden Sharp would be. So, yo, I've been telling, like that's the thing, man. I've been telling you about him. I've been, I, I watched him in college, and he's a good player. I think that he has the potential to be a very good player in this league, and I really think he has. This might be the last shot. For Damian Lillard to have a running mate if they can get the development on this kid. I think the timelines are just so far off there, which sucks for them. But I can't even lie, buddy. Can you put a team around Dame Lillard that's a championship contender? Oh, no, because the point guard can't be the best player in the team. Not anymore. I just – And it, please, I mean, if we're going to classify Luka as a point guard, then I guess, okay, I'm wrong. But some people don't. So, I mean, uh, to me, Luca's a, a point forward. There's a difference. Um, he's going to get you a lot more rebounds than Dame is going to. He can operate in different areas of the floor. Uh, draws a different kind of attention. I just feel like at this point, uh, it's like beating a dead horse with, is Portland ever going to put a team around Dame? They've done everything to put a team around the dude. Um, their window has gone past Nurkic. The only spot that I feel they really need improvement is the center spot. You've got Anthony Simons, who – 
easily stepped in for McCollum there uh, to kind of take that role. They have good defensive wings. They have Cam Reddish. They have Sharp. They've got Matisse Thibel. Like, what the hell more does Dan need to have a winning basketball team? Yeah, no, that's probably fair. That's probably a fair statement. And Chai Sports fan kind of got me there about the Steph Curry thing, but he's not winning shit this year, so don't worry about it. And I'll never be nice about Steph Curry because that's my little brother's favorite player. And, you know, I have to do that big brother shit and say, I told him, look up Steph Curry's career numbers against Kirk Heinrich. They ain't good. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. We went there, didn't we? Oh, of course I did. What, what the fuck else am I good for? Not much. How old was Steph when Kirk was in the league? Like 20? No, I, yeah, probably, oh yeah, I get. Probably, no, he was like, like in his late mid twenties. Like, played like what eight games total against each other. Yeah, that's enough sample size. And oh, Kirk owned him. Oh, All right, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Obviously, I'm a terrible person, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. Good thing I have a basketball podcast. But yeah, yeah. so <laughs> no. But uh, back to the Portland game. The Bulls handled that yeah. pretty easily. Uh, yeah, they did a thirty point win, uh, which. They handled business the way they were supposed to. Uh, that Lakers game, though, uh, there's there's nothing that makes me smile bigger than spoiling LeBron's return. Um, and the cherry on top was our boy Pat Bev hitting him with the too small in the fourth quarter. Oh, you too small. Um, wow. Was that a moment? Um, I wrote an article today over at OnTapSports.com. Um, and I'm not even gonna bullshit you, dude. Like since Pat's got here, I try to do an article a day during the week. That's that's what I really try to do is an article a day during the week. Um, and I feel like recently, at least two of those articles are surrounding Patrick Beverly, um, of just something that he did, something that he said. Um, and today, kind of in the basis of that article, had a lot to do with his Lakers game because not only was Anthony Davis asked about Patrick Beverly's comments the night before that game took place. And he said, watch him come and try to take it. Come right. On. Uh, I mean, it, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, Pat Bev went nuts or anything. But the way he's been kind of orchestrating and giving the energy to the team has been something that we didn't see all year. Goose kicked his computer. And I forgot to do the thing Brian told me again. I'm sorry, Brian, if you're watching this. But I, I'm i super surprised that Pat Bev has been able to turn this team around the way that he has. And I... It's pretty nuts. Bill Simmons actually gave them a lot of credit. If you missed what I said, Bill Simmons gave them a lot of credit on uh, his podcast talking about how the Bulls are like sneaky looking really good. I mean, they're top since Pat Bev's arrival, 15 games. Not only is Zach Levine averaging almost damn near 34 and four, he's also shooting like over 50% from two and 45% from three and over 87% from the free throw line. So is Zach one of your top five favorite players yet? On the Bulls? Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see how the season ends out. Um, <laughs> I'm not there. See, everybody's there, and 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 that's what they like to do because there's a recency bias. And even the people that were like questioning exactly what I had been saying the whole time earlier, when you know the train wreck was happening, and we were doing a fucking post game show after every one of those train wrecks. Now they're back on the oh, he's the man. I'm like looking back. I'm like, oh my god, his value is skyrocketing. That's where I'm at right now. So if it continues and I feel like he could keep doing this, let's see it against Harder. This is a huge push for Zach Levine and more than one reason. More than one reason. Not only is he trying to push him to the fucking playoffs, he's the guy doing it. Yeah, no, Lamar has kind of taken a backseat. He has. Facilitator obviously sat out the Portland game with the quad injury. Uh, more, you know, 
precautionary than anything in that game with the matchup that we had at hand. Um, but he's he's been taking a little bit of a backseat since the All-Star break. I don't know if that's a Billy thing, if that's just Zach's play dictating uh, the way that Billy is approaching the game well, now. I feel like that changed, Goose. I feel like it changed when that article came out from Casey Johnson for NBC Sports Chicago. When asked in the locker room, Goodwill was there. Um, Goose did it again. God damn, Goose, what are you doing out here, homie? Um, but Vinny Goodwill, Casey Johnson, Joe Colley, all those guys were in there. And Pat said about Zach, like, I don't want you to pass the ball. I want you to shoot the ball. You're a scorer. That is your job. Hey, And, you know, it was just like, that is why I felt like turned everything around. Is it, it, I really do. Zach deserves a lot of credit, but I feel like Pat gave Zach the confidence to be the guy. And I, I feel that way. But since he's arrived, those 15 games, Goose, top 10 in offensive deficiency, net rating, and top five in defensive efficiency. This team, if you have a top fucking five and 10 team for a large enough sample size, that's what we had last year for a little bit. Well, and right now we're peaking at the time that you want to peak at as opposed to last year or it was the 35 games out the gate that got us hot and heavy. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of turmoil and drama throughout this season, but to close, the Bulls are putting it together when it matters most. Uh, obviously, the biggest change is the Pat Bev addition. I do think, as we talked with Drew when he was with us on the show, um, Zach gets a little bit of uh, a kick out of proving people wrong and making people eat their words. Uh, I think the the combination of that with him actually being put on the trading block and the Bulls answering phone calls about him uh, was a nice wake-up call. And now you have somebody who's going to keep these stars in place. Closest thing we had to that previously was Caruso, and he's vocal and he's a leader, but I don't think he brings the kind of... I think, I think Pat, I'm sorry, I think Patrick Beverly runs the point guard position better than Alex Caruso does. Yeah, I mean, but I think it, it comes more down to the locker room and just Pat Bev's approach. No, Caruso, that too. Crusoe's hard-headed, and he's going to give you 130% every single play. But Pat Bev's going to do that while talking shit, and he ain't going to let the team get that momentum and keep it because he's going to talk shit to the crowd. He's going to tell LeBron that he's too short. And, like, and that's and, the best – like I said, that's the best thing is when you brought up this game, they were talking about Pat Bev before the game. They're talking about Pat Bev during the game. Well, I mean, on the main broadcast, even on the Lakers broadcast, they're like, oh, Patrick Beverly said that, you know, it's his goal to get the Bulls into the playoffs, and it's his goal to make sure the Lakers don't get in the playoffs. And listen, man, you don't hear a lot of players talk shit like that anymore, if at all. It's something respectable. It's something fun to root for. And so, so on that note, we're two games under 500. Uh, on that note, Charmin post planned <laughs> or not planned. That was so planned. He's so, full of shit. He forgot my ass. He wanted to make sure they won that fucking game. And that's exactly what he did. He made sure they won that game and he fucking he put the Charmin post. Goose is falling out of here like a mug today. I apologize. I'm sure he will too eventually. I'm taking a drink anyway. I don't care. I've got this uh free ad here. Ice. If anybody knows this company, tell them that I want them to sponsor me because I love this drink. It's fantastic. It's my lemonade. He's back in the house. Are you keep kicking something? What's going no, on? I am actually sitting as still as a dead person in this <laughs> chair, so nothing happens while you sleep tonight at 10 o'clock during the game. I'm going to be putzing with this wire because even trying to get on the call with you originally, I nothing. It just, 
just kept kicking out. So Jeez. you might lose me another three or four times. That's okay, man. We never right? we, we never claim to be professional here. Actually, yes, we did when we signed out with Sports Illustrated, but that's their fault for trusting me. All right. So anyway, <laughs> my man, what's up, Juice? So um, I don't want to break up the Zach Pat talk, but how about that soft ass Vooch rejection? This comes from Chai Sports Fan. I'll get that rid of CCO. Motherfucker. No, I mean that was stupid as shit. Especially after the game when it's let out, and even during the game that when Vooch is pissed, he's cursing in Serbian. Like so, unless these refs are bilingual to the extent of knowing Serbian, it, like you don't even know what he's saying. So how can you tee him up twice that quick? No, well the did did the NBA rescind that? I don't the know. Tech. I mean, I'd like to think that they would because that's money out of that man's pocket when he really didn't deserve it on top of having to sit out a very important game that luckily yeah. Andre uh, Andre Drummond answered. Um, but in that moment, in that second quarter, as the Lakers are making this run and Vooch gets tossed out of the game, you're going, oh, shit, here we go. We're going to have this third quarter bullshit happen again. We don't have our starting center. We're playing Anthony Davis. We're screwed. Um and I feel Vooch's frustration came in the jump ball that was called on the other end. Yeah. There was ball, but both AD and LeBron made contact with him as well as the ball on that jump ball call. And he blocks the shit out of LeBron and catches the side of his head in the follow-through. And obviously we know that's generally reviewed for a flagrant with the way the league calls things. But to be so completely different in the call – within two or three minutes, he was just livid. He was still hot from that call. And then the same exact thing happens on the other end, granted to uh, the league's golden boy. And now you're getting tossed out of the game for cursing in Serbia. Yeah. That was the biggest bullshit I've seen. Uh, Stacy and Adam were uh, not pleased about it. Billy Donna made his comments on it. Um, I will say, and I've said this on the show before, and I know you agreed with it. This has been one of the worst years of NBA officiating that I can remember. Juice, when Juice was actually here, if he's, I don't know if he's still in here or not, but when he was here a couple weekends ago, we were talking about that, about how the officiating looks different than it did before. Um, I don't know what the problem is, but they, they, these guys need to be held accountable like the, play, Somebody like the players are. Somebody's throw discrepancy through the last, like, 10 to 15 games. The Lakers have taken almost, like, 150 more free throws than everybody else. No shit. It's insane. It, it, Come on, man. There's narrative. I mean, LeBron is out. Austin Reeves is now an NBA star. You know, I don't Hey, that kid balls, man. Hey, he balls, but me and you could get 20 points a game if you put me on the line 25 times. That's also very true. Yeah, him. the fact that, that Austin Reeves is getting a ton – he did it again. The fact that Austin Reeves is getting a ton of uh, free throw opportunities, I know it didn't happen against the Bulls, but it does keep happening for him is wild in itself. And I do want to go around and touch back on that Anthony Davis thing. Welcome back. Um, you brought how you were talking about Anthony Davis. He played a shit game against us. Six for eight from the field when they needed him. Anthony, I don't know, man. So I know he hurt his hand, you know, jammed his hand up a little bit, but my God, man. He always hurts his hand. I, I feel this is more of LeBron coming back on short notice, and the Lakers were rolling without LeBron. You had that video where they pretty much read lips, and he's telling Lonnie Walker, with or without Bron, we're making a finals run this year. I think Anthony Davis wants it to be his team. He's he's 
kind of tired of the LeBron show, in my opinion. Obviously, that doesn't excuse a performance where you threatened your old teammate to come in and take it from you, and then you laid an egg. But I feel there's a lot going on under the surface when it comes to AD and LeBron, going both ways, because I'm sure Bron's uh, not thrilled with his availability. Um, but Bron hasn't been available the last 13 games leading up to that until he went and saw the LeBron James of feet, um, as he said, like, what? What a fucking dude. Like, that's not even arrogant. There's people like, that's so arrogant. I'm like, no, that's fucking cheesy, man. No, that's, that's dorky. That's just cornball central, and that's all this guy that's does. That's all that is. That's dorky. Twitter fingers get going. I was like, Bron, you are one of, if not the greatest by argument players ever, and you have to cornball yourself up so often, it just takes away from all of it. Just leave it alone. That's let what he does, people, man. That's his thing, man. people talk for you. Right. It, let it, your greatness speak for itself. Stop lifting yourself up. I'm tired of it. I do want to give credit to a Laker for that game, though. I want to give TBJ credit, man. He stepped up against the Bulls. He stepped up against his former team. He hit a couple big shots there. Four for nine from downtown. He played some good defense. He was plus in the plus minus when he was out on the court in his 32 minutes. Was looking like a guy that was worthy of trading your rim protector and Daniel Gafford for. Uh, it was something that we didn't see. I, you know what? I like that you said that because that it did. He did look worthy of a trade of, of that kind of caliber. That's fair as fuck. That's really fair because that is what they thought they were getting. I just don't, I don't know why it did not click here like that, but, and I know that was an abnormally good game for him, but he's but, been pretty good for that. He's been pretty good for the Lakers this year. He way better for the Lakers than he's been for us or than he was for us. He's playing over Rui Hachimura who they sent like five second round picks for. So yeah, dude, he didn't even get in. It was a coach's decision. He didn't play. Um, a couple shout outs on the bulls. Obviously you kind of brought up Drummond. I want to give him his plus 20 flowers in, in his 18 minutes, 12 points, eight boards, two steals that missed your <laughs> step and him getting fucking swatted was hilarious, but he played a really, really good game. Kobe white shot very poorly, but he did some good shit and flowers got to keep going to this kid defense, hustle, court vision. No, the way he's been playmaking in this last stretch here, Billy's been trusting him with the ball a little bit more, which allows him to create for himself and others. And in terms of that combination, probably only DeMar on the team is better at doing both. And Kobe has that speed and quickness in that first step. Uh, and when he's hitting threes, I, Kobe is an elite player um, uh, off the bench. Him and Pat together have been playing really well together. Kobe has definitely played himself into a contract extension this season. Yeah. Fortunately, his play is probably also going to cost the Bulls a little bit of money because they're not going to be the only team interested. Uh, definitely not the only team interested. I definitely think there's going to be a problem with the restricted free agency sheet. Um, but it is a while he has improved defensively this year, he has still had some blunders. And I, but I, I kind of do actually agree with you because I think that you think that that offensive explosion can, if he could put all of that together, he's a problem. I mean, sir, if he could do both of them consistently, he is a problem. So yeah, he probably will cost. Uh, he'll probably cost more than the bulls want to pay, but I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do it. If, if, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to lose. I know as, as everybody likes to talk about this team and ownership being cheap. Um, with not using the full mid-level this year to be more competitive. Not that I felt there was a player out there in that mid-level tier that wanted to come here that really would have made a difference for the beginning of this season. Um, going into the luxury taxes, an option they will have. 
with bird rights, you can go above the cap and you can retain your players. It's how Golden State um, has such a high salary cap sheet. Um, the Bulls do have the option, regardless of what their cap number is, that they can match that contract last and keep Kobe on their roster. Um, so it will be really interesting to see how much they value this core roster, what the plan really is. Um, I mean, I guess at the very least, Kobe White's putting himself in side and trade value kind of territory as well. This is where the water's got muddy from a bunch of different angles here. You know, you're, you're talking to us three weeks ago on our podcast and we're, I, I'm still this way and I know it's not going to happen now because we're too far gone. So we might as well just fucking get in there and see what we could do. But three weeks ago, I'm sitting here tank two weeks ago. Tank, just please, please. Like we're going to lose anyway. We're going to lose out anyway. Even if we get in, we might be fucked, you know, and, and I get that. And like, that's, that's the playoffs. But when you look, when you're clawing for a play in spot, that feels like horrible. It's not like clawing for an eighth seed where you get yourself a chance to get in the fucking dance. You're clawing for a chance for a chance in the dance. And it, well, and even the eighth seed right now is still just a chance in the dance. Well, well that, that's very true because of the plan, right? That's why I said in the past when I feel like you're going for an eighth seed because that was the actual playoffs um, with this plan. I hate the fucking plan. They, the shit pisses me off so bad. But anyway, the Bulls are only they're half the behind the Hawks. They are a half game behind Atlanta for the eighth seed. And and we play Atlanta next Tuesday. And you and you kind of see how this looks now. At least if you're Arturis Carter Chauvis and Mark Eversley, you're like, son. Like, I'm happy it's turned around. I'm happy but, I wasn't entirely wrong, but now what the fuck do I do? Right. And it's just like, and and for me, I'm still like, yo, come on. I, I I've seen this before. I've seen these little runs. I've seen it. You got like well, it's not gonna work, but another part of me is like, oh shit, Zach's balling. So does he just need a point guard? I think Zach balling almost makes the decision easier though, because are you talking about for like him and Demar or? Yeah, I mean in general, I mean Vooch were we don't really know like what kind of money this guy's gonna be looking at from other teams. You look around the league; most teams have their center in place. Center. He's having a very good year too, so think about that. But, but center is the position that teams are willing to pay the least for. So I know. Almost let DeAndre Ayton, their number one overall pick, walk because of it. Um, Christian Wood is probably going to be an unrestricted free agent that gets some attention at that center power forward spot. Um, and in this league, obviously, he's big enough to pay play that five. So it, teams are just very reluctant to give money to centers. I find it hard to believe that Vooch is going to have 18 to $20 million offers from contending teams and the young teams aren't going to want to pay you. So basically he just kicked the court again. So basically what he is saying is that they don't want to fucking pay him 18, $20 million on a good team. So a bad team ain't going to pay him either. Cause why would they, why would you spend all of that money doing that? It's a good point. I just, I, I don't know. I, I just have a bad feeling about Vooch. Go ahead and finish your thought. Welcome back. You're on mute now. <laughs> you can't even unmute your mic now. It's just muted. You're just completely muted. I, I guess I'm not allowed to talk. You can't see my face. You can't. You're, oh, you're talking now. Now he's gone again. This is a horrible technical difficulty. Thank you for staying with us because this is this is not what was supposed to happen. He's having a hard time over there. So I'm just going to keep drinking. This is delicious. Classic lemonade. You guys got to buy this shit. 
Hashtag free ads on Bulls on Tap. <laughs> hey, at least my, mute, my mic wasn't muted this time. This has never happened to you that bad, so I feel kind of bad. It's happened. Yeah, no, I'm, like I said, while you were asleep, we were going to deal with the technical difficulties on our end, so the, the, the play in podcasts go much smoother. Um, <laughs> we, we can't have the camera cutting out mid-pickle juice, Chug. So, um, no, I just find it hard to believe that Booch is going to have a lot of 15 to $20 million offers on the market. So I don't know what his market is going to look like. I don't know that there's that much value in a sign-in trade because any team that's willing to pay that much for him is going to be looking to get him for free. What do you think is fair, 12 to 15 million or 15 to 17 million? <sighs> Obviously, as, as a fan, I want to say 12 to 15, but 15 is probably more realistic. I'd probably but, do it. But we're not talking more than two years, maybe. No. Uh, one year guaranteed, one year team option, depending, you know, with to line it up with tomorrow. Because if you think that you can compete and you just want to tweak this and, and the retool that everybody was calling for because they didn't want to blow it up, I think Vooch needs to be back. I mean, he is such a center. He's a fucking double double machine and he shoots 35 to 36 percent from three. Okay. So, no, that's not a guy you can let walk for free, but I just don't know where the Bulls are getting this money. Unless you're trading DeMar in a cap dump style trade um, where you're getting positive assets back as well that you can see as rotational players, I don't know how you free up that money. Yeah, that's true too. No, this is going to be a bitch. I don't know what they're going to do when so, it comes to the offseason. But ultimately, I do think Zach's play makes it easier for them to make these moves because you have your guy. To start right. this season, DeMar was your guy. You were still unsure of Zach. So if he finishes this season the way that he's been playing post-All-Star break into the play-in. I mean, since fucking really, like, since December, really, he's been on fire. Since de- Not on fire. I mean, he's hit lulls, but he has been damn inconsistent since December. So, but Zach proving himself, I think, makes it easier to make decisions than it does to lock into this continuity. When he locked into the continuity, you were still waiting to see if the guy that you gave that max bag to could be that dude. Um, and at this point, you're using DeMar as a facilitator. Obviously, he's still going to get you, getting you 20-plus as well. But I, I do think there's ways that they can construct this roster around Zach as long as this is the play that continues. Zach has played more minutes this year than he has uh, pretty much throughout his career. Yeah, this is actually a career high in minutes for him. It's a career high in games, too. So, I mean, and that's what you want from your max player. He's coming oh, off the and he's playing more minutes and he's playing more games than he's ever played in his career. So I think your confidence at this point right now with Zach has to be extremely high. Obviously, you can't make any moves until the offseason anyway. But I do think Zach's play makes it easier to retool around him than it is a full teardown, rebuild, blow up. Um, and I think you got to work your magic and keep Patrick Beverly around on a veteran's minimum or some kind of mid-level. I'm very curious about Patrick Beverly and what's going to happen with him after the end of the season. I'm just being hundred percent honest with you. I do you think his impact is great enough that he makes Caruso an expendable asset. I love Alex Caruso. I, I really do. If we were a championship team, that might be a different answer, but I don't, I don't think we are. Um, I've always been fine with Caruso. No, every time he misses a game or gets injured, I cry about the the value that we could have had at the deadline. 
Right. I mean, I love Caruso, but he is not that much of a game changer when you don't know what you are. And that's a problem. Um, he's not good enough to be a starter. I know he gets a lot of starts for us, and he has been a part of this awesome rotation that we have right now, but I need a bigger sample size than this. Um, his availability is a question mark because not because he's uh, he's made of glass, it's because he fucking kills himself every game. And I will not take anything away from Alex Caruso. He is he's one of the hardest fucking players I've ever seen. That that guy does not care who's coming at him, does not give a shit. He'll put his body on the line, whether it's taking a charge from Joel Embiid or LeBron James, jumping into the crowd to save a ball. I mean, he's nuts. I, I give him all the credit in the world. I like Alex Caruso, but the whole like view that he has on that contract is really hard to hold on to when you're in the spot that the Bulls are in. Right. That's what I mean. So and we're so guard heavy. And you got that OB. You got to find money somewhere. So right. I think Caruso is a, a contract that you can move to a team in the offseason without having to take much salary, if any salary back at all. Oh, you, uh, in the offseason, you can make a lot of shit happen. Which, you which know. with as much criticism as we've given the front office throughout this season, that is the one thing that they have proven that they are very good at is signing trades, making the numbers work, making things happen that don't look possible on paper, uh, working the cap rules to their favor and making changes though we haven't seen many of those changes since their first season and a half here we locked into continuity but going into this offseason you have to feel with this window all but closed on these three alphas uh so to speak that there is probably going to be some major moves yeah i I still still think would you want to go get dame lillard if you could find a three-team deal where a team was interested in taking like damar and vooch they were going to send picks to Portland. You sent whatever picks that don't have the Stepien rules involved. Uh, maybe rework Portland's protection on that pick. Or maybe even just send them their own fucking first back uh, and remove those protections and relive their handcuffs for the next five years. Because um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Zach and Dave, I, I, I don't think I want. I don't, I don't think I want. Yeah, I don't want to see Dave and Zach stupid. in the same backcourt. That, that sounds stupid to say, but I don't really think that Dame Lillard's a target that I'd want the Bulls. I think that hampers Zach's development. And at this point, I think I'd rather have Zach's long-term contract in his prime than Dame's $40 million contract. I think it'd be, I think it'd be fun as fuck. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it might be fun, but I'm out. But again, Zach being the best player on a team, like, yeah. So out of a, okay. So break it down here. Out of a fun aspect. Yes, that would be fucking nuts because it's fun. And I have a future Hall of Famer on my team. He's 32. He's still balling. He's one of the best shooters in the league. It's not in a shooting league, and it's not close. But he can't help get his team to the playoffs right now, and he's got some talent around him. Zach and him play very similar games, um, at least volume scoring-wise. So it's so – I don't know what works with Zach – that's the thing. It seems to be a defensive-minded point guard that can find his teammates. Is the scene where Zach flourishes and the team can count on him to come out and just have these crazy shooting nights on, on just absolute insane percentages. And even saying, shooting over 55, 54% from the fucking two-point range. He's a shooting guard. Uh, well, no, shooting no. 45% since Pat Bev has got here from three? The, uh, the damn near... Uh... Logo Levine, uh, little, little fake on LeBron. Yeah, LeBron didn't bite. He had he put it up and put it in, and Brown just put his head down. He's like, "Yep, we're done. This is over." Dame's also thirty-two. 
And now I need something. I'm telling you now, I need I need role players around those two. If we were to even do this, I know this is just fun bullshit conversation, but I need at least two hard fucking nose defenders. So, one being a center, one being a, a obviously a, so my three. So we're bringing Jimmy Butler home? Oh, my Lord. No, I wouldn't do that at all. You wouldn't do that? Fuck no. What? What? You wouldn't want Jimmy Buckets back. No. You put Pat Bavzak, Levine, and Jimmy Buckets on the floor. I think you got a very tenacious team. I think I got a team that doesn't win a championship. I don't know that there's a team you can put around Zach with the pieces that we have left that wins a championship. You call call the captain. We'll see. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding. No, I see. I'm I, I'm scarred. Nah, Ricky Willis team to win on his own. His team's in the playoffs. They're going to make a decent run regardless. Nobody ever wants to see Jimmy Butler in the playoffs. I'm I'm scarred, man. I'm scarred because I wanted to see. I'm sorry, man. Like I want, I had myself sold on young rebuild. Like that's where I was at. So right now, like yes, Jimmy Butler would be a great compliment, I think, to Zach because Jimmy can. Kind of, you know, you you have a couple defenders in there. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd be fun as fuck. But if you're talking about this Dame scenario, I need I need at least two yeah. to three defenders in there that are not. I only brought up the Dame scenario to hear you confirm what I was feeling, and that's that I don't want to see that happen. I like what Chai Sports fan said. I'm scared to move my mouse. Uh, okay, don't don't touch anything for the love of God. Please don't fucking move. I'll pull it up on the screen for you. Ready? He spelled Chris wrong. Dumbass. Yeah, <laughs> I was kidding. He spelled Chris Middleton. It's okay. Yeah. No. Um, um, yeah. Bring back Dunn. Chris Dunn Island, baby. Oh, and, and you know what, Goose? Right there, buddy. Or, I'm sorry, Juice. Your guys' names are very similar. You know, we, we had this talk when, when Ontap started. Buzz, Juice, and Goose. Just has a little right, bit man. of That just it. rolls off the fucking tongue. We got to get Juice on here. That would be fun. Like, throwback. Remember when you used to come on the Outcast? We would do that. That was fun. I had a good time. But no, I would love to have another star here, man. But I want it to work. I want it to work, and I just what I, of the stars, unless Paul George or Kawhi Leonard want out of LA, like what better wing two way star is there than Jimmy Butler that would be available? There's not. I mean, I guess you could say Anthony Davis potentially. Yeah, um, that's, that's great. Let's add fucking glass to glass, right? Yeah, no problem. Let's just bring another guy with knocking issues everywhere over to the Chicago Bulls. That's our madness for for the last two seasons. I, I don't know, man. I, I, again, I had myself sold on like Demar being moved and and like for a potential like you know young upcomer. Like that's what I was kind of thinking at the time, and I, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, so we send Demar to Portland for Shaden Sharp, yeah. like we wanted to do with the deadline. Give 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 Dame another star. Although, like we've touched, Jeremy on. Grant didn't commit. Send him yeah. to like match the contracts. Get me that Shaden Sharp kid, and I'll be fucking happy, man. Somebody, I almost forgot about Jeremy. They went and got Jeremy Grant too. I know. Ain't doing shit over there, dude. He was killing it for a little bit. He was killing it for a little bit. I watched a ton of Portland ball. He was killing it for a little bit. They they were up there for a minute, and then all of a sudden, it just it took a nosedive, man. Tired of listening to him talk about how this is his team and he's going to get a championship here. If there's one thing I know a lot of people rag on Dame about that. If there's one thing that I respect out of Dame, and I am not one of those guys like a player should stay where they were drafted. That's not me. But when we were young kids, and I've said this on the show before, I know Juice is in here. 
those guys typically stayed with their fucking team. Yeah, I mean, the greats that stick out in my head are Kobe, Dirk. Right, Kobe, Dirk, Tim Duncan. Kobe, Dirk, Tim Duncan, I, you know, I mean, there, there's so many that just kind of try yeah, to stay. He's, he's never run from the grind and it compliment his team as well for never running from him and giving up on that dream, which looks like they might finally be at the end of that road come this off season. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think Dame's got that, that championship gene. I don't know. He probably, he might not, but yeah, he's cold blooded as fuck though. He's cold-blooded. He just can't be the best guy. That's all. I think it comes down that it's more about Dame than it is the team. It's a lot like, like why Kyrie can't be the best guy. I mean, holy fuck, has Dallas just tanked off, too. Like, I, that's some shit that's blown me away. Them dropping that shit to Charlotte? Like, bruh. Didn't they lose two in a row to Charlotte? Too? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, man. That that. I was watching that. I'm like, I couldn't believe I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was Uncle Jordan is no longer selling the Hornets. Oh, my God, man. That was wild shit. But I don't know. They, they've got a lot to figure out. But I will say, 36 and 38, these fucking fans of Bulls on Tap, which is the coolest thing ever that you guys come and hang out with us, I have to drink fucking pickle juice. It's going to happen. They're going to get to 500 before the season. And I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. And they're going to get into this fucking play. Well, no, then our, our boy, uh, look what Drew did on Twitter. If you don't follow him, most definitely go do that. Yeah, look what um, Drew did. Shared shared the remaining schedules of the Raptors, uh, the Hawks, and the Bulls. And at least by uh, what I can make out, the Bulls do have the easiest schedule. Oh, my God. Those teams, which could be a curse. Um, but it's not even an easy schedule. It just switches every two days. I mean, and don't take that out of context. The Bulls right. still have a very tough schedule to finish the season. I just think the matchups for those other two teams are going to be just as difficult, if not a little bit harder. And the Bulls-Hawks matchup on the fourth um, may be the season make-or-break game, and that's Sox jersey night. I will be there. I'm going to be there, too. I, I'm not going to be there with you. I'm taking my coworker. That's cool. Uh, well, when I, saw, I mean, I'm going to see you there. We're, yeah, we're, I wasn't going with you either. We're, we're going to embrace. Well, hey, well, hang on real quick. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going with you. Okay. Hey, no you, problem. You slacked, bro. I offered you an extra Sox jersey. You said you'd think on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get tickets. I got tickets. Um, well, I actually haven't bought them yet. I will eventually So I'm lazy. But Ren's birthday is Saturday. She's turning five. And I'm surprising her on Tuesday night. I'm going to get off of work, come straight home, grab her, head up to the UC. And See, that, that makes me glad that I, I grabbed a coworker uh, that I threw the party for on Friday to go with me because now I don't feel like I'm interrupting as, as much as a daddy, daughter, uncle surprise is kind of fun. She doesn't even know this uncle. So, um, you know, it's it's all right. I, I feel, I'm glad I didn't ruin the moment. And oh. I'm going to get to keep my socks jersey with Levine's number on it even though I'm not a Sox fan, because that's still just a badass piece of memorabilia. I know, man. That jersey's so dope, too. Like, I don't care about it. Not, I'm just hoping it's not some paper-thin bullshit. They haven't been. I'll tell you what. The ones that are that they were giving out the Sox games, those fucking basketball jersey-looking Sox jerseys, they're awesome. I mean, they're I got, I got two of them. Like, they're very, very nice. So um, I'm hoping it's like that, because if it's like that, I'll be wearing that all summer long, no doubt about it. Yeah, no. I'm, oh, Juice, you son of a bitch. Look at him. Why you got to come in here like that? <laughs> I miss your face. You go to a wedding and ditch me this weekend. And this that's that's cool, motherfucker. I see you. That's cool. 
What a dick. I'm upset. <laughs> the Sox can't play defense. Okay, that's enough. All right. <laughs> 36 and 38. We play the Clippers tonight at 930. Um, What's your prediction? We, we taking the dub? I'm looking at the injury report right now. <laughs> so, but how does how does that determine your justification here? Like, if the Stars are playing, are we going to win? Because we're actually going to get up for the game? Oh, they ruled Caruso out because he was he was questionable as of 10 minutes or 15 minutes ago. He I was, can't. or well, maybe 15 minutes before the podcast started, he was questionable. He is now out, and Javante is also out. Um, Brandon Boston Jr. is out. Marcus Morris Sr. is out. Norman Paul's out for the Clippers. And then obviously they do not have Paul George, right? Paul George is still out. I feel like Paul's a sneaky missing uh, piece there too. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. He's a three. He's a sniper. He plays real well uh, over there. Um, so no, I mean, do you think Pat Bev gets up extra tonight being uh, the second former Clipper, the well, former Clipper, but also the second ask to this dance, the Bulls uh, very much wanted Russell Westbrook and settled for Pat Bev. Is, is he going to go out there tonight and try to eat Russell alive? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I, mean, I, I, want, I want to see him rock the cradle on Russ. That's what I want to see happen tonight. I tell you what, man. Look at their team. This is who started for them last time against the Pelicans, their last game out. It was Russell Westbrook at the point guard, of course. Eric Gordon. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. Kawhi. Ooh, wow, did he play a shit game last time out. And uh, Zubac. Their whole team is like 2011. 2012 shit. <laughs> See, but I do feel like they have a roster that should be a lot better than it is. Well, they haven't been together. Kawhi had all that shit in the beginning of the season oh, where he wasn't playing. So and They're missing our continuity. And then George and Paul George is out. He hurt his knee again, so he's out. So, I mean, they, they're in trouble. They're, I mean, this, this so, is so a big thing, a Bulls victory. Are, are we going to sleep? Are we going to sweep the L.A.'s? We can't get a four-game win streak, but we can – oh, no, that would. We'd have to get a four-game win streak to do that. Yo, it's possible, man. I think oh, – I hate doing this because I always jinx myself. Yeah, they're going to win tonight. They're going to win tonight? They're going to win tonight. They'll be three in a row, and then their next game is is uh, um, against the Lakers again. So, I, I they're going to win tonight. All right. Let's let's put this four game streak to the test. Let's get that W tonight and let the Lakers come on into Chicago and uh, show them how sharp and soft they are again. Maybe we'll get another fucking post from Pat Bev, huh? And everybody's making fun of me for being asleep. I'm gonna try really hard because there's a uh, sugar in it. Oh, it's actually zero sugar in it. <laughs> so then, <laughs> never mind. So Buzz is gonna go grab a beer. Yeah, I'm gonna go get a beer for sure. There's vitamins in here, though, man. Yeah, you got hydration and vitamins. Now it's time for beer. Yeah. Oh, man, I drank too much over the weekend. Saturday night, lights were on type shit. Nobody was home type shit. That's right. Like I told you, my my buddy uh, drinks Buchanan whiskey, but since he's Hispanic, it's called Bucana. Uh Bucana. (laughs) And you literally just pop the top off the sucker and let the dripper eat it. Tabasco sauce that shit into your mouth until you don't want it anymore. And then you take a little sip of squirt and then you do it again. I'm 31. Oh, you could do it. I'll be 32. Oh, I could do anything. I'm gonna I, just don't want, I just don't want to. I'm going to meet you outside of the UC. Um, <laughs> we're going to tell Ren to turn around and you're going to do a Bucana phone. I can't. I got to drive her home, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 
You got two and a half hours to work it out. I'm not even drinking. I'm only it's only Coca-Cola products for me on, 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 on Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever fucking day it is. It's only Coca-Cola products for me. No beer. Not with the baby. Can't do it. Not even one. Because I know if I have one, Ren and I are gonna have to Uber home. And I just don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have fucking 12. So I can't I can't do it. But yeah, no, I got them beating the Clippers tonight. You feel the same way? Yeah, fuck it. Let's let's ride this confident high and cry maybe Tuesday, Wednesday when it doesn't work out that way. That sounds like a lot more fun than being the pessimist right now because the Bulls are riding hot. I mean, they're 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 hot right now. They're clicking at the right time and things are going well. So I I ain't going to shit on that unless they shit on it themselves and then we'll cry about it together. Absolutely. Any any closing words before we get out of here, man? Uh, Other than needing to see Pat Bev rock the cradle on Westbrook tonight, um, I'd like to see Zach keep that 30-point streak kind of alive. Let's stay hot. And uh, I want a good game from Kobe because when he plays good, uh, I get really excited. I don't know what it is about his swag and just the way it's he because goes. you want to see Kobe succeed because he's the one guy left from the old regime. And I, I like Kobe White too, man. I you like know, Kobe White. You know, even after screaming fuck when we drafted him because I wanted Reddish, who obviously hasn't had the success expected either to this point of his career it's impossible Uh, i guess it's not impossible because ramina uh has adamantly rooted against kobe white for a long time but (laughs) really hard to not want that dude to succeed yeah i like him a lot i i I want him to do well so i hope i hope he just continues to do well and maybe he stays here for a little bit and you know and the bulls keep him around because i would love i would love that for that to happen i mean you don't want pat to be our only homegrown talent Everybody be sure going on tap sportsnet.com for all Chicago. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want him to be our only homegrown talent. Does DT get minutes tonight? Caruso and Javante are out. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I guarantee DT gets it. Dale and Terry will get in this game at least eight to 10 minutes. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. I, I Honestly, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. So then I want Dale and Terry at least 10 points. In 10 minutes? Hey, Drummond does it all the fucking time. I don't want excuses. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Everybody be sure to go to tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Goose on Tap and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating review because that's cool and tough. Please, if you get the chance, go to the YouTube, on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel. Subscribe, hit the little bell. Anytime one of our podcasts at ONTAP Sportsnet goes live, you will be notified. We're presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group. We'll see you on Wednesday night because that's a normal tip-off time after the Bulls take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's go Bulls.